Welcome to the House of Health, a place where we discuss healthy eating, healthy thinking, healthy living to help you create a healthy lifestyle. I'm Chris. And I'm Anya, and we are going to be talking about all things health. We started this podcast with a desire to share our story in the hopes that we can be an example to those on a path to find a more holistic, healthy lifestyle, just like ourselves. Each week, we'll discuss a specific topic that falls under the umbrella of health. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and let's begin. All right, on today's episode, we're going to discuss what constitutes a healthy mindset when it comes to the way that we think about food. It's a huge topic and something I know that Anya is really good at discussing. So Anya, why don't you start us off and tell us what you've learned about the importance of mindset when it comes to eating. Hmm. This is a tough one because on one end of the spectrum is being so rigid with what, how much, and when you eat that an extremely restrictive and unhealthy relationship with food is developed. But then on the other hand um, is being extremely relaxed about what, how much, and when you eat that you lose sight of a healthy balance. Both ends of the spectrum are not healthy but it's hard to find the sweet spot right in the middle while still having a healthy mindset with food. Um, One thing that I do know is that when we don't have a healthy healthy relationship and mindset with food, we feel very off balance. So more from like a personal perspective and kind of like how I learned all this was kind of through just figuring it out myself. Um, So from personal experience, I've been through more of the restrictive eating side of things where I would say to myself, you know, I'm not allowed certain types of food or these types of foods like carbs are really bad for me at night or I should limit how many I have or how much I have and what kind I have or certain types of sweets. Like I have a very big sweet tooth and so I'd be very restrictive with how much I was eating. But then when I finally did give in to those cravings, I would feel horrible about it because I was used to being so restrictive that now I was like, okay, well, now that I did that, I have to almost like punish myself for those things. And so then I would go through a spiral of like punishing myself because I had that, because I was so restrictive. What made you go into being restrictive? How'd that start? Mm, I think for me personally, I've always been very hard on my external body image and I know that I'm not the only one out there that kind of has a morphed view of how I see my body versus how other people might see my body. Um, and so I really wanted to look different. I, and ultimately I was looking for a type of body that just wasn't physically possible based on how my structure is. So that's kind of how it started was I was just being restrictive because I was wanting to lose weight and I wanted to look a different way. So that's kind of how that came to be. Um, But then on the other end too, when I was growing up and doing sports and all that stuff and I was young, I was eating whatever I wanted and I believe that because I was working out I could eat whatever I wanted and still be fit 
And in my mind, as long as I looked good, I was healthy. So when I stopped, you know, growing and I was old enough to, you know, I'm now maturing in my body and I was no longer competitively swimming, I still thought that I could eat whatever I wanted because I was working out. Um, And that wasn't healthy either because that also led to, um, oh, well, I'll just work out harder tomorrow if I have this. And so it was almost like punishing myself for, you know, eating by telling myself that I'm going to do an extra hard workout and then I would either then I would be like too tired in the next day to want to do something that hard and then I would feel even more bad because I was like well I told myself I was going to do this um so I've kind of been through both ends of the spectrum and I'm not saying that I've ever been diagnosed with an eating disorder I've never gone through anything like that and that's not really what we're talking about right now it's just more so I've been through being restrictive but I've also been through being very relaxed about what I eat and I can tell you from my own personal experience that I did not have a healthy relationship or mindset with food. Um, So that's kind of like where I've been and what I've been through recently. And where are you now? I mean, I definitely, I'm not perfect. I'm still learning, still growing. Um, But I know what being restrictive and also being very relaxed feels like so I'm I'm being more aware of when I am doing those things and acknowledging them and then learning from them so right now I would say I'm leaning more towards finding that sweet spot in the middle where I'm not being restrictive and I'm not being too relaxed but it's hard you know it's a learning process it takes a lot of time there's some days where you revert back to old habits and it's just kind of being mentally tough enough to work through those. So, um, I don't know. That's kind of like where I am now. Um, I try not to tell myself no, if I really want something, because I know that will lead me back into being more restrictive. Um, But at the same time, I have dedicated a lot of my time to learning more about the nutrients in each food and how to build a balanced plate with each meal. So I know that, Chris, you and I have both gone through a lot of books and podcasts learning about nutrients and food and kind of wanted to get your thoughts and takes on that. Well, the biggest thing that the most impactful thing that I've come across when it comes to having a healthy mindset and just interacting positively with food is to really just look at food as being fuel. If you look at it in any other way, a reward or something to be punished or something to make you feel good or happy or something to, you know, bring you down or whatever it is. If you give food some sort of reason to eat it other than fuel you're you're feeding into all those other things but if you just focus on what i'm eating is fueling my body and ask yourself whenever you pick something up do i need this fuel right now is this going to fuel my body in a positive way is Mm -hmm. this going to be something that's healthy uh that really it helped me switch my mindset with food Uh, I never really had as much of an issue. Um, The only thing that I had was I always felt like I had to finish my plate. 
<laughs> and if people just kept on pouring food on it, I would continue to try and finish my plate. Um, yeah. And that's how I kind of grew up was finish all of your food before mm-hmm. you can have dessert or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I got into this habit. I also fell into the uh, the competitive mindset of whenever I went to a place that was like a buffet. <laughs> eat as much food as i (laughs) possibly could yeah right but um in that instance if you look back at those things it's like if you are fueling your body you don't need four plates of food to fuel your body you just need one or if you're if you've been doing a lot of activity and you need a little bit more you need a little bit more but you don't need four plates of food to fuel your body Right. And the same thing with if uh, you're looking at it as finishing your plate, if you feel like you've sufficiently fueled your body and you've eaten enough to be able to go out there and do something, um, then you're done. You don't have to finish your plate. So Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said about that rule of like having to finish the food on your plate, especially if you say like, you have to eat all your broccoli or you have to eat all of your vegetables or whatever it is, all your protein before you can have dessert. As a kid growing up, you know, I think that there's a lot of harm that can be done with that because you kind of get into like force feeding, you know, your kids and then they're not growing a healthy relationship with food either. And I think as a kid, they're so they're so vulnerable to whatever it is that you're telling them. And so, you know, saying you have to finish something to get something else, you know, what is that really teaching your kid? And if it's not something that they like, then that's also not healthy either because then it's just like they're not going to have a healthy relationship with that food because they were forced to eat it growing up. And so... Like with vegetables, it's like you offer the food, you know, to your kid or even to yourself. And if it's not something that you're enjoying, then learn from that and then try something else next time as opposed to, you know, having to eat it to get something else is, you know, kind of where I go with that. Yeah. And, you know, it all comes down to just being mindful about everything that you're eating and also how you're feeling too. Mm -hmm. Because... in that instance, it's it's based on what's on the plate, not how you're feeling. The The goal would be to teach your kids how to articulate how they're feeling. And if they're feeling full, they're feeling like they don't need any more, then great. And the other thing is leaving the dessert out of it, not making it a reward or anything like that. It's just... You know, it's something that should be healthy enough um, where if they're still hungry and they want to have dessert, they're going to have dessert. And it's going to be, you know, maybe it's not ice cream. Maybe it's strawberries or some sort of sweet fruit. Um, But knowing that you're mindful enough and you're focused enough on being aware of how your body's reacting to the food. Because the other thing is a lot of people will eat so much that they, you know, food coma, Mm -hmm. right? They're so full that they can't move. 
that's not the point of eating. The point of eating is so that you now feel fueled and ready to go out and do something. Right. You can go run, you can go play, you can go do whatever you want. But if you feel so tired after you've eaten your food that you can barely move, then you weren't fueling your body. Yeah. Right. You're stuffing yourself so much that now you can't move. So mm-hmm. the goal is to just be aware of how your body's feeling. You should feel light and ready when you're done eating, not slow and sl- sluggish. So that's kind of where I draw the line and start to really play around with eating um, and how I've changed my mindset from what I used to mm-hmm. used to have. But um but yeah, so if you uh, if you're thinking about making some changes, just start listening to your body and seeing how your body really feels. And if you can really connect with your, the way that your body's interacting with the food, what you'll also start to notice is that there's certain foods that make you feel good, and there are also other foods that make you not feel great. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anya, <laughs> I know that you've had those experiences, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's. It's been a long process to figure out what makes me feel good and what doesn't make me feel good. And um, yeah, it's just definitely something you have to be aware of and really it has to be in the front of your mind 24-7. Otherwise, if you've been feeling like crap for so many years, then that's just what you're used to and your body, you know, your mind is going to continue being okay with that. So it took a very conscious effort to realize what made me feel bad and what made me feel good um but i do want to go back to the topic of desserts i think there's more to be said about that especially growing up and teaching young ones and family members about dessert i think a lot of the times you know our view of dessert is something sweet something rich something super sugary something that's just not healthy like cookies or you know, cupcakes, ice cream, a candy bar, like Oreos, just something like that is like considered dessert. But why do those things have to be dessert? You know, why can't, like you said, dessert be strawberries? And also why can't dessert be a part of our everyday meal? You know, instead of saying we only get dessert once a week, if we can see dessert as strawberries, grapes, um, you know, dates with peanut butter and chocolate chips. Like if we can switch our mindset and our view of what dessert really is and we can incorporate it into our everyday meals, then your kids aren't going to grow up and, you know, be as restrictive as I may have been or be so hard on themselves when they want dessert because they have a healthy relationship. They they see it as something more than just, you know, something sugary that's a treat. It can be whatever they want it to be. So I think that's important. Do you have anything to add on that? Yeah. I mean, I know that we've had this conversation and it doesn't always have to be something that's sweet as well. I mean, I know that you've sat down and been like, I want dessert. And you've grabbed something savory Mm -hmm. before. Right? Like, I know that you like those peanut butter pretzels or something like that. Or... You know, it can be a piece of toast even. Mm-hmm. I've seen you do that. Um, <laughs> so it really, it's all a mindset. It's all right. the way that we look at what is the norm in the world and does it have to be that way, right? One of Anya's favorite quotes is, 
Just because it's done doesn't mean it's what should be done. Just because it's what's done doesn't mean it's what should be done. Yeah. Yeah. And the idea with that is just because dessert has this connotation of being something that's super sweet um, and is, you know, ice cream or something like that doesn't mean that that's what it has to be in your house. Mm -hmm. That's the great thing. That's why we named this podcast The House of Health because it's your house you get to build it with whatever foundation you want right. and you can make or you can change any tradition that you choose to make and change so just uh just remember that whatever you want to implement in your house is what you get to implement in your house yep exactly it's up to you on how you want to build it yep but anya what is one lesson about my healthy mindset when it comes to food that you would like to pass on all the people that are listening out there today. Hmm. Um, I kind of already touched on this um, in the beginning of this podcast, but to not be super restrictive and strict about craving certain foods. Like I said earlier, I've been through that. Um, I was very strict with myself, but looking back now, I can see how unhappy and how unhealthy that was. Um, and it just led me to spiral and constantly like picking apart my body and what I was eating and not only that but I was also judging what other people were eating too because I felt so bad about myself that I wanted to you know make other people feel bad without actually making them feel bad but in my brain in my head I was doing it because I wanted to make myself feel better so being restrictive and super strict truly is not healthy it's not sustainable it can spiral into something that's dangerous um so if you're struggling with being restrictive i would just say you know really become aware of it and try to allow yourself to have what you would like to have in moderation of course you know you don't want to go off the deep end but be okay with you know, having, like for me, it was like having chocolate or something or having a donut on Sundays, like not telling myself that I could only have a donut once a month and then feeling bad when I had it because I had gone so long without having one. It's just let yourself enjoy it and be okay with it and not have anything attached to it. Like if I eat this, then I'll do this. Or if I have this, then I will not have it for a month. Like just have it, enjoy it, and then, you know, move on and be okay with it and just let it be as opposed to, you know, constantly feeling like you have to restrict yourself. So that's um, one lesson that I think a lot of us can learn. Chris, do you have anything that you want to add? Yeah, there's, you're touching on the idea that it's not only that you can have too much and eat too much food, but that it is possible to eat too little food mm -hmm. and not eating is is not the solution you know our bodies are amazing amazing things they can do a lot mm -hmm. and one thing they're really good at doing is adapting when you don't eat enough food your body will adapt and it will change its metabolism it will make it easier for it to survive on less calories 
So as soon as you start restricting how much you're eating, your body starts to adapt to that. And what happens is at some point in time, you break that and you start eating more. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, you swing way the other way in terms of your body will put on that extra fat because it's used to running in this like survival mode um, because its metabolism is going to be so low. So not eating will not solve the problem. Right. The idea is to find the balance that works best for your body, the activity level that works best for you, and the amount of food that you need to fuel your body to do that. And if you're consistently staying in that zone of making sure you have enough energy through the food that you're eating, your body's going to react great to that. It's when we tend to use food for other things and we either eat too much or too little, that's when our body starts to get confused. Mm -hmm. If you just keep it simple and stay, stay in that nice zone of I'm eating just to fuel my body. I'm I'm telling you, that's the magic right there. Yep. Food is fuel, right? Yep. Food is fuel. <laughs> Love it. But uh we've talked about a lot of stuff and uh it's it's a pretty taboo po- topic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that people don't like to say and are cautious of saying. Um but if we were to pick out one thing today, Anya, what do you think would be the most important thing for our people to know? I think I would say that having a healthy mindset surrounding food is not easy and it takes a lot of practice and patience and so um, nobody is perfect and everyone is constantly working on this so I think having grace with ourselves is so important as we navigate our way through it you know just being kind to yourself and you know really talking to yourself in a kind way I've started to think of it as if I were to be in a room of people and I was the only one talking and I said out loud all the thoughts that were in my head, would I be ashamed of those if I had other people hear what I was saying to myself? Would I be, what would they think of those thoughts? Is that something that they would believe No. So if you're not comfortable saying those things out loud to other people, why are you saying it to yourself? You know, and if you are still doing it, say it out loud. Start saying it out loud so it becomes more real. And you can really start to work through it and realize that it's just not true. And, you know, again, have grace with yourself, work through it and know that everyone is still working on this. Nobody is perfect. It takes a lot of practice, but it is possible to get to a point where you are more comfortable and confident with your mindset surrounding food. Yep. And, you know, Anya, I know that uh, not too long ago, you, um, you sat down and you talked with a nutritionist about your mentality or about just your food in general, like what you were eating and how you could maybe have a little bit of a better um diet so that your body felt better right when you two sat down she talked about mentality that you had while you ate do you remember that yeah a little bit what'd she say 
Well, one of the biggest takes away I took from that was if you are telling yourself negative thoughts while you're eating, you are going to feel bad when you're done. If you can talk to yourself in a positive way while you're eating, then you will feel good. Awesome. (laughs) There you have it, folks. (laughs) It's not rocket science, but it is important, just like Anya was saying, the words that you say to yourself, the things that you say to yourself as you're eating, that's going to change the way that not only you are thinking when you're done, but it also changes your body chemistry too, right? And when we're stressed, and our body is stressed, we actually start to hold on to nutrients a little bit more. It's your body's defense mechanism. So if you're setting yourself up with a bunch of cortisol rolling, running through your body, you're setting yourself up for failure. But if you can calm yourself down, you can think positive thoughts while you're eating, that relaxed ability of your body is going to allow you to process that food the way it's meant to be processed. So your body will react differently based on the way that you think as you're eating. So try it out. Say something happy to yourself <laughs> while you're eating. Smile because that's always a good thing to do. And enjoy your food. Your mind truly is a very, very powerful thing. Yep. All right. So I hope that this was helpful today. Hope that you enjoyed it. And Hope that you're able to implement some of the tips and tricks that we talked about today so that you can have a more positive interaction with your food and uh, end up with a, uh, a nice, nice way for you to go out throughout eating um, and come out on the other end with a smile on your face and some love in your heart for yourself. Yeah, I think we could all use a little bit more love for ourselves in our, in our everyday lives. So. I agree. Give yourself a hug today and every day and make sure that you know that you love yourself. Yep. All right. All have right. a good one. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and we will be back here next Tuesday for a new episode on the House of Health podcast. Please download and subscribe to our podcast to help us reach more people. You can find us on Instagram at thehouseofhealth underscore. And remember, we only get one body and it's up to you on how you fuel it, cherish it, and challenge challenge it. it.